right, you guys, once again, welcome back to another episode of the Ball Never Lie podcast. I am one half of your host here. I am the coach. Luke Foe, what up, man? We here. And once again, as always, we want to thank you guys. We appreciate y'all. Without y'all, there ain't no us, so we always want to shout y'all out. Yes, sir. But, man, forget an intro. Let's get straight to the info. Let's, let's get deadline. into it, man. Yes, sir. Trade deadline happened. Um, 46 or no, 49 players got traded. Some picks got traded. Who wins? Who loses? Let's talk about it. Let's let's get straight into it, man. Let's let's do it, man. I'll say I'm gonna just get my my top three top three winners right now. That we'll get into to the losers of the trades. Um, okay. my my first one, I would say, I would say, um, the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets definitely walked away with, with a good package. Didn't really have to give up much for to get Aaron Gordon. You give up Gary Harris and and RJ, also RJ Hampton some picks. But when you get back in a player of Aaron Gordon who's going to defend multiple positions, someone who can score the basketball, we we've seen him get better throughout his time in the league. The only thing is now is can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy for this Denver team, but that front lineup of Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, to be honest, the the way it looks on paper right now. I like them as far as the, the best team that can rival the Lakers. It's just as far as the how the lineup goes. I like what they did there. And then also adding JaVale McGee, that gives them big man depth. Also, just on the defensive side, I kind of felt like they didn't need JaVale McGee, but hey, it was it was a it was a nice addition to their team. So that was smart. Um then also the Heat. I like I like what the Heat did as far as trading for Victor Oladipo. Again, you didn't give up much. You gave up Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and a and a 2022 draft pick swap. So, again, you lose no ground there in that situation. And then I'll also get into Houston, how they they blew that that whole that whole saga from, from James Harden and Victor Oladipo to now they end up with nothing, but whatever. And then they also – they traded for Bielitsa, who's to be a nice addition to them. He's going to give you more than what Mo Harkless did. So and then they also traded him away. So we also seen I seen that one coming away. And then also from my from my last winner, and I know a lot of people didn't like this trade for the most part. I kind of liked it from the from the Trailblazers perspective, man. You give up Gary Trent for for Norman Powell. Rodney Hood wasn't really giving you any productivity. I like it from the sense that you're not gonna they weren't gonna pay him in the offseason. Yes, Gary Trent deserves his bag. They weren't going to pay him that big of a bag knowing you already got game up contract. You're going to have to pay CJ eventually for when it's time to, for him to re-up. And then also Norman Powell, I like that team fit. I like what he brings to the table. You get another defender, a solid defender. You don't lose much as far as on the offensive end, as far as just his overall total package. Yes, Gary Trent's a better shooter, but Norman Powell's going to know his role. He's going to fit his role and play his role in the right way. So I like what, what Denver did. I mean, what, uh, what Portland did. Portland also, they could have got better. I would have liked to see them probably make the move for, for an Eric Gordon, another front court player. But I did feel like they, they fixed their defensive end. And then also, like I said, just somebody who knows their role. And then also real quick too, the Bulls. Bulls also won, won also on trade day. You, you bring in Vucevic, nice pick. You, you send out Wendell Carter Jr., who wasn't really giving you much. And then also they they did a three team deal also as well that that kind of flew under the radar. You bring back 
Daniel Tice. Also, you get back Troy Brown in the deal. I'm not saying that we're, we should expect Chicago to make a deep run or anything in the playoffs this season, but in order for them to be a, a respectable franchise and a good team going forward, this is nice for them setting, setting their, their pieces up to play um, in order for next season. But that's just my winners for right now, so I, I, I end up going with, with the top four. But who, who, who are the winners? Who you thought walked away in, in good terms yesterday? Um, the Bulls were kind of like my number one because Nikolai is, is very, very, very good, and he still flies under the radar somehow. So I had him, I had them at number one because they got Nikolai. Al Farouk has come back, and he's still, you know, he's a lengthy defender, 6'9", pretty lengthy. So that was cool. And then, like you said, they got Troy Brown back and Daniel uh, Thice. So that was cool. I had them up there. The Nuggets got better, but I don't see the real hype because it's it's kind of like the same thing as Jeremy Grant, except and Gorders. Aaron Gordon is a better dunker. He's not a better defender. They're kind of on the same level as shooting-wise. And then playmaking and ball handling, they're kind of the same to me. So, and then the health-wise, that, that's a big deal. But they didn't really give up much for that, so I can see why people were, like, excited. But it's really just adding Jeremy Grant back to the team in my eyes. And we've seen what that did. That's not that big of a deal for the Nuggets. And then I really, really didn't like the JaVale McGee move because Jokic damn near plays 40 minutes a game. So their backup center is pretty useless. Uh, I think the Cavs won in in a sense because they got three um, second-round picks in a whole year just for JaVale, and that was nothing. So that's no, man. Them. The, the Cavs have been winning all their trades they've been making this season. Salute to Kobe Altman and, and what they've been doing yeah. over there. Like, they haven't gave up anything, and they've acquired back Jared Allen, Tayshawn Prince, and some picks. So, salute to them. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, surprisingly, I had the Magic kind of winning. They set up their future pretty nicely. They got um, some young players back for the trades that they sent out. So, they got R.J. Hampton. Gary Harris is 26, so I would still consider him young. They have Wendell Carter Jr. They got, what, three first-round picks yesterday and a couple second-rounders. I don't know why they didn't get rid of Terrence Ross to add into that, but that is what it is. And then lastly, I had, uh, of course, the Heat winning. They, like you said, they didn't really give up anything and got Victor and and another big man shooter who replaces Kelly Olnick. So that was cool for them. Um, like you said, the Blazers uh, thing is subjective. If you want to talk about money, it was smart. If you want to talk about you know, them already having two scores. What C.J. back, Gary Trent does kind of lose value. So Norman Powell as a better defender works for them. I just don't like the lineup of three guys, 6'4 and um, under. When you look at the rest of the West, like you said, if they go and play the Nuggets, they got uh, Michael Porter, who's 6'8". So I don't know who's going to guard him. They have um, Will Barton. He's about 6'6", 6'5". And then, of course, Jamal Murray, but then they have the power forward, um, Aaron Gordon, who's 6'8". So, it's just weird. Um, they, they, are supposed be- to get, they are supposed to get Nurkic back um, today, actually. So, we'll, we'll see if that, that means anything, if he can even stay healthy through, for the rest of the season. But, but, but that, that'll help add to their front court depth. 
Yeah, I mean, it is what it is with them. Uh, I don't know. It's real subjective. I think the Thunder deal, you could say, is good for them because they got rid of a guy who only played 15 games in George Hill, and they got back two seconds. So that was cool for them. But overall, it it was a lot that went down, a lot of really lateral movement. It wasn't – other than the Bulls and the Nuggets deal wasn't anything, like, too big that changes any narratives. I think the Bulls move into top seven in the East. And they also, like you said, with Troy Brown, he is a defender. So that gives them a little help. Nikolai gives them a lot of offensive power along with Zach Levine. So Zach Levine, Zach Levine can kind of chill out a little bit. He, he definitely has to carry. And now he doesn't. That pick and roll with them two is going to be very good because Nikolai is a very Man. good shooter. You he's took the words good. out of my mouth. I can't wait to see that pick and roll. Yeah, he's a very good post-up guy. And then they still, you know, they still have little pieces that can help. Um, the only questionable thing is going to be what is what is Laurie Marketing going to be now? He definitely has more space on the floor with Nikolai on the team. So I think he should be in a different bag now. And if he's not, then the writing is on the wall for him in the offseason. But other than that, the Bulls definitely are top seven. But for the Heat, man, the Heat, I have them winning the East again. Just off that Victor move because now that's another defender, another scorer, and is actually a better scorer than all the guys that they traded. And it helps them way more um, than having Avery Bradley and Mo Harkless. Like, they, I could see why they got him. They were trying to beef up on on defense, but – they needed a lot of offense, and they got that. And now, I don't know, even Tyler Hero or Victor, one of them too, can run that second quarter type second unit, and they don't lose a step. So, I don't know. I, I really like the Heat winning it. I know people have Brooklyn, but when you look top to bottom on the roster, the Heat have a very, very good roster. I can't believe out of all people, I just heard you say the Heat are going to win the East. But they they are they put themselves back in that position. You you I definitely co-sign that Victor Ovadipo. Um just again you you add another score, another star player, someone who takes the, the, the scoring pressure, all Tyler Hero and also Jimmy Butler as well. And then someone who's also in a, a still a proven year himself. He still wants to prove that he can get back to his all-star level. So I definitely think it's a it's a four-horse race when we talk about the top of the east, the cream of the crop. You definitely got Philly, Brooklyn, um, Milwaukee, and Miami. Uh, I'm not ranking them; just throwing those four out there. So it's definitely going to be it's, it's going to be fun as long as those teams take care of business. I definitely feel that it should be those teams meeting up in the in the conference finals um, when we get to the playoffs, as long as everybody's healthy. But of course, where we got some we got winners. There's always some losers, man. So give me some yeah. of the, your your losers on on trade day. Um, the Celtics definitely lost. They had um, a good trade exception, and all they did was add Evan Fournier. Um, they got rid of Jeff Teague. He wasn't much, but I don't know. I'm a guy that uh, still needs backup point guards. Breaking news, Andre Drummond has agreed to a buyout officially. So we'll get to okay. that. 
Yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but get ready to slide down that 405, Andre. Man, and uh, other breaking news, just because just you're a Raider friend, you guys signed Willie Sneed. Oh, fuck the Raiders. <laughs> Let's move on. Don't don't get yeah, – I'm yeah, in a good yeah. mood on this Friday, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I honestly – it's going to sound crazy to people, but I have the Sixers as losers. Uh, Tony Bradley was doing very good. I know they had three centers, so that was kind of hard to keep um, all three of them. But I don't know. Like, George Hill, I think the writing is on the wall for him. Obviously, he didn't work out with the Bucks, and that's why he was traded. And he only played 15 games this year, and that's why he was traded again. So, I I have to put them as losers because the move just didn't make sense. And then they gave up what two seconds with that. I didn't like that. Um, Clippers are definitely losers. Another thing that just happened: um, Lou Will just announced that he will not retire. Last night he contemplated retiring, and now he said he'll stay, but. For the Clippers, they traded Rondo for Lou and um, two second-round picks. And I thought that was very dumb. You forged your future and you – Clippers already didn't have offense. And now they lose even more offense. So, I don't like the move. I know everybody thinks Rondo's going to be Rondo. But Rondo is very, very terrible this year. This this reminds me of when he got traded uh, to the Mavericks. And hey, I'm didn't. so happy. I'm so happy you said that because I told somebody yesterday, Clippers got Dallas Rondo. They didn't get the Laker Rondo that's coming exactly. off of the bubble. They got Dallas Maverick Rondo where he might he might take an eight second violation and look at you and be like, the fuck you want. Exactly. Um, and then lastly, I have one more team that didn't really do anything and I thought they should have traded this guy. What's going on with Kevin Love and the Cavs, man? Like is he going to retire? Like, what is this? This is this is the weirdest thing to me. Uh, he should have been traded three years in a row, and he hasn't. Um, So I kind of have them as losers because, you know, get some value out of him. Like, he hasn't really played much either. He's probably played less than 20 games, and he's still on that team somehow. Another trade deadline. Uh, The Cavs are losers for not trading Andre Drummond as well. I mean, we're biased, of course, wanting him to get bought out. But realistically, he should have been traded. You get a little bit of value for him. It is what it is. Um, and then, my bad, I have one last team, the Raptors, man. Oh, go they, for it. Go for it. They traded everybody. They got a lot of space. I thought they were clearing space to get, you know, a haul for Kyle Lowry, and they didn't get anything for Kyle Lowry. Um, I see that they said they're comfortable with him walking in the offseason and maybe getting a signing trade, but signing trades are never as good as a trade deadline trade. So you're a loser for that. And they, like I said, they traded away everybody. They got rid of uh, Terrence Davis. They got rid of Matt Thomas. I know those guys aren't big, but they're just, you know, they're depth on the team. So now what, what are we, what are we doing with the Raptors? Are they going to just, you know, forge the rest of the season. They got rid of Norman Powell, who was maybe the second best player at the very moment. Him and um Van Fleet have kind of been carrying Siakam is here and there, but overall it just doesn't make any sense. So I think they're losers for sure. Yeah, man. There was definitely some teams that that either should have pulled the trigger, I thought, or didn't didn't right, make the right moves in order for them to be successful. Um, I definitely agree with you on Toronto Raptors. As much of the the rumors and 
and all the speculation of the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes we was hearing, and then for him not to go anywhere, that 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 was an L on their part. Um, I definitely do want to speak on on the Celtics and pump fake Danny Ainge. You again, you got a, a trade exception sitting there. You're not giving up no no assets or nothing, no players. You didn't have to give up Marcus. Nobody was really asking Marcus Smart like that, and you come away with Evan Fournier. That's it. I mean, again, I, I, I would like to see Boston eventually put Danny Ainge's feet to the fire, man. But he's a Celtic. He's a Celtic lifer. Ain't nothing going to happen to him. So he don't care. He can just blame everything on Brad Stevens after this is, is all plays out. Um, I definitely thought that just to speak on Orlando Magic, they, they definitely had to go out of business sale. They had a fire sale. They just said, hey, whatever you see, come come get it. Like Like I said, just from from Aaron Gordon, they like you you spoke upon it. They they get back some first round picks. Even from Vucevic trade, you get back two first round picks of of next year's draft, which is I think is a, a deep loaded draft. And then also 2023, which which should be a pretty good draft. But I, I like what they did. Uh, again, I thought the Pelicans were losers on this day. You still sit there with Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, who are not gonna really get you better for the foreseeable future. And all the talk we, we've heard around Lonzo, Lonzo about to walk now in free agency. So I definitely thought David Griffin should have got something back for him. And just to speak on, on David Griffin, I think he is starting to be the West Coast Danny Ainge, somebody who just pump fakes on a lot of a lot of trades. That's and a big speculations. And, and now he, he wants to be like Sam Presti and just um, acquire picks when, in these deals. So whatever. He can he can do whatever he wants to do. Lonzo's about to walk away. You didn't get anything back from him. So I, I didn't like that move at all. And then also, I thought the Warriors, I thought the Warriors were losers on this day for not pulling the trigger on because they could have got something back for Kelly Oubre. I thought something to, to bolster that team or just someone that can just make them better. But again, I think a lot of teams also didn't, a few teams that didn't pull the trigger because there were 23 teams that were involved in, in trades. I will say the the buyout market, which we can start getting into a little bit, um, that's going to be the one to watch out for. We see you already mentioned Andre Drummond's officially um, going to be bought out. He's on the buyout market. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge is someone who's on the buyout market also as well. So I think we're going to now start seeing teams like the the Clippers, the Lakers, be be more be more aggressive in that market. So. Just as we transition real quick from the trade market to the buyout buyout market, um, who are some names or who are some players you expect to 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 be game changers and 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 add to one of these playoff teams or two to to the rosters? Uh, you said the top two, so Drummond and Lamarcus, but I mean they're not gonna um, the the rest of these guys aren't gonna be super game changers, but they are gonna be good pieces so I have Otto Porter possibly being bought out I know the Magic said yesterday that he won't be but you never know um Hassan Whiteside looks like he'll be bought out a lot of teams tried to trade for him yesterday and they just couldn't get a deal done and then Austin Rivers um I heard he would be bought out so I knew a trade was coming to a weaker team and uh it looks like he like the Bucks may be the most interested in him but you never know. He he could definitely help the Celtics. He could definitely help the Lakers, Brooklyn, Clippers. Shoot, he can even help the – well, the Sixers got George Hill, so they don't need him. 
but he can help a lot of teams. So I had those three guys. And then people keep forgetting we still have Boogie on the market. Boogie had to wait for the trade deadline and the buyout yep. market. So true. Boogie's up there. I got Boogie at number three as the third best free agent right now after LaMarcus and Drummond. He, you could argue he's number two. Uh, him and LaMarcus are kind of in the same, like, window right now. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I could see the buyout market being very heavy. Um, there's a lot of teams that are arm race trying to get pieces to compete and definitely trying to keep or uh, grab pieces to keep away from the Lakers. So who you got? Yeah, man, I definitely feel some people either made trades or they're going to make moves just to not just to just to keep players away from the Lakers and from players from, from being in championship contention. But that's expected. Like we said, man, um, Andre Drummond, as we already mentioned, number one name on top of my list. I know that they, they linked him to the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, um, Boston Celtics. I even heard Charlotte's name for whatever reason. They ain't no LaMelo. He ain't considering Charlotte at all. So, and then also Brooklyn's name was brought up, but again, Brooklyn, they just, they just in it for the names at this point. No, I they said, they, my bad, not to interrupt you, but they said Brooklyn you good. Is, is a no-go. Thank God. Good. Because I, there's no way you can add one of these names or one of these players to a team without now taking away from, from your rotational pieces that you already have set up. So I don't think Brooklyn's going to be a heavy team in a buyout market for, for any of the bigs, at least. Um, I do, um, do want to see what happens with LaMarcus Aldridge. I know Miami's the favorites over there. I think if you add him to that mix and that lineup over there, which you already got with Bam, I definitely consider them a, a strong favorite again, like you already said, to Miami Heat. So that's going to be interesting to look out for. Um, Jeff Teague is going to be on the buyout market. I know we mentioned um, oh, yeah. his backup oh, yeah. point guards. Yeah, that's going to be huge, man. And because, I, yes, he didn't play well in Boston, but what recent point guard have we seen play well in Boston outside of Isaiah Thomas before his entry? None. So I can, I can see him having a bounce back and him playing well. But outside of that, and then also you did mention Austin Rivers. I like him for, for certain teams also as well. He could definitely be a right fit for a playoff team just because he's someone who we've seen him get better throughout the league with his role. If you put him in the right situation, he could definitely, definitely be a nice, nice positive piece to you. So definitely want to see how that ends up going forward, man. And just I want to see other names that get mentioned on the buyout market. Um, I know I remember Houston also, of course, they traded for DJ Augustine. I think we may see him on the buyout market as well, hopefully, and him added being a beneficial piece to a playoff team. But I think the buyout market is going to be just as big as the trade market as far as the impact that it has on the teams who probably couldn't get a deal done. But now you're able to bring somebody in on on a, on a cheaper price tag. So definitely looking forward to that, man. It's, it's definitely an exciting time, man. We hear. I'm glad the moves are starting to be made. We don't have to speculate no more. We don't have to guess and see who's going where. This is – it is what it is. We're starting to shape up, and now it's time to to finish that marathon race that a lot of teams are on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're still going to be glued to the screens and our phones and stuff just waiting for, you know, the news. It's just – it's damn near as important as a trade deadline because everybody knows the trade deadline, like, if you don't want to trade, you don't have to, but the buyout market, you kind of have to buy those guys out. You can't force them, you know, to just sit on the bench. 
because they are taking up your money. So, you know, it is what it is. The bio market is definitely going to be exciting. Um, that's why I had the Heat at number one, because if they get LaMarcus with that, they essentially just traded, you know, scraps for Victor and LaMarcus, and that's crazy. So if they are they if they're able to pull that off, I don't know, man. But I also Portland is still up there for LaMarcus. I can still see that. And they that would be a major upgrade too, because then that means they got Norman Powell and LaMarcus for uh Gary Trent and Rodney Hood, and that's a major upgrade. So it'll be interesting to see those two teams and or not teams, those two guys, Andre Drummond and LaMarcus, and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. I, I, would, I would like to see LaMarcus go back to Portland, man. They could use the front court definitely. Also, just, just to have to ride out on, on a hot note, I like that move. But just real quick, let me speak up on Houston, man. And the, the front office of Houston continues to sabotage Steven Silas. And I want to say this because they, they had James Harden. They could have traded James Harden to Philly and got back Ben Simmons in a deal. Yep. Now we fast forward. You send him to Brooklyn, somewhere else where he still wants to go. I know Houston didn't want to trade him to Philly because of the whole Daryl Morey situation, but that's stupid. Uh, just get out of your feelings on that move. But you send him to Brooklyn in a three-team deal where you don't receive back Jared Allen, you don't get back Karis LeVert, you send him to Indiana, you get back Victor Oladipo, but now who you trade for for pennies on a dollar. Like you don't get back anything. Not, I don't I don't care about Avery Bradley. Not like that, because they he's eventually gonna get waived. And then also Kelly Olenek, he's not no 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 hell of a game changer. And all you get out of that deal is just a pick swap. So you mean to tell me at the end of this whole thing with James Harden, all you end up with are draft picks. That uh, and then and and to see now Steven Sauter has to deal with that going forward. We might see him out of a, out of a coaching a coaching gig at the end of next season, and then, and then that's not right. And that's that's my whole deal with this. Like, yes, again, all these draft picks, you can hoard the draft picks all you want. If these players don't turn out to be who you expect them to be, or you don't turn those draft picks into players, then what's the use of them? And and that's my whole grief with that. With, with Houston right now, I, I I just wish the best for for Steven Silas and his mental man because it's fucked up over there. Yeah, I mean, I think that GM. I know he was replacing um, he was replacing Daryl Morey, but he definitely shouldn't get a contract. Uh, he shouldn't be there in the beginning of next season, and I know that'll be a lot of flips, but you can't make deals like that and then you know expect to stay or, you know, expect to say, oh, we're building for the future because you didn't build for the future at all. You didn't get any younger. You definitely grabbed older dudes for uh, Victor Oladipo. You grabbed um, nothing from the Nets pretty much. And like you said, they're left with picks. And that really does not help them because, you know, the Thunder are another team that has a lot of picks, but they have at least one cornerstone young guy. And you can say, you know, Houston has – um, Christian Wood, but I, I mean, it's going to sound crazy, but I don't really, you can't really build around a big right now. You know what I'm saying? In this league, it's kind of still foreign to build around a, you know, a certain type of big. So it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really disappointed in the moves they made. 
Um, I definitely have them in the horn, them in the Thunder as like the two worst teams and worst franchises at the moment, just based off deals and their uh, foreseeable future. Yeah, man. Like if you would have told me with the Orlando, at least Orlando, they came away with a Gary Harris, they came away with a RJ Hampton, so they have players in place, and they also came away with a window Carter Jr. and another deal. So you see Orlando trying to shape their franchise as as far as them rebuilding. And it's like, okay, we see the direction that they're going in. But Houston, man, they just – it's just all types of turmoil over there. So that's that's my grief with them. I hope – like I said, I wish the best for Steven Silas, man, going forward. And hopefully – hopefully they can they can really surround him with, with pieces because, again, Houston is not an attractable place where stars or people will want to play at right now. And like we said, we don't know what direction they're – they're officially moving into. So they hopefully they they get it together, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty disgusting. I mean, you expect a team to be, you know, down bad after a superstar, but the way teams have built now, we've seen, you know, people get enough for their superstar. And I don't know, man. League's gonna have to start looking at this because this is like you, I don't know. I like you can see the Rockets set back for the next ten to twelve years, bro. I I don't see anything they can do to get better right now. They don't even oh. have a piece of trade. Yeah, within five, like these next five years, I feel bad for John Wall. Like free that man, I, free Wall. I I remember there was a a little speculation, or whatever, that was saying um John Wall could get bought out. Eventually, they they said that he wouldn't. I hope he does, man, because ain't nobody coming to Houston anytime soon. And Houston's not going to be a, in a winning situation for for a cool minute. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I, like, I, I don't know, man. We can move on from them. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of trades. Um, there's the buyout market. But as of right now, did you see any team catapult in – you know, move into that spot to get way better or did most teams, you know, stay stagnant? What what are you what are your feelings? Like did any team move up to you or did they um have any type of impact to where it's like, okay, this is a championship roster? Um again, outside of Miami, no. <laughs> I mean Miami, Miami moved the needle as far as them bringing in Victor Oladipo and then what they sent out, which was pretty much nothing. And then I feel like they're gonna they're gonna be a candidate on the buyout market for for probably someone like a Marcus Aldridge. So I don't again the the Philly move of them bringing in George Hill it just stabilized your point guard position. I don't think it catapults them as far as like them being a clear cut favorite to to anybody. Um, I'm looking at the West again. Denver is somewhat a team where they're currently sitting at the fifth seed, but again they them bringing in Aaron Gordon. It doesn't catapult them, I think, as far as like them being the best team in the in the Western Conference. And while we're on Denver, let me just say two things. One, I need everybody to to stop with the whole Jokic for MVP talk. I and, and as far as me, I love Jokic. He's on my fantasy team. I picked him first. However, I am you're you're not gonna sell me just because just based off his numbers that that he is an MVP. Only because again. Like you said, he plays damn near 40 minutes a game. So he's going to get those numbers if he, if he truly wants them. And, and two, I don't 
you're not going to tell me that a fifth fifth place player deserves to be MVP. And we're looking at all the storylines that's going on across the league with with the James Harden at uh, doing what he's doing with Joel and B for the injuries, doing what he's doing. Yes, I do give it to Jokic, give him a lot of credit for staying healthy. But again, as of right now, he is not an MVP candidate in my eyes. I'm sorry, just based off numbers, because again, y'all would have showed the same respect or had the same energy for Westbrook when he was doing the same thing outside the one MVP he got. So if we're looking at the numbers and y'all telling me that's the reason why he's MVP, Westbrook should have at least two or three MVPs then. Also, Jamal Murray's not that guy to me at all. Everybody's saying, oh, well, Jokic is number one, rightfully so, and I can get that. But Jamal Murray is not the number two option to me that you want if in order to win a championship. Because outside of the bubble, outside of the bubble performance, he's been pretty pedestrian as far as his play and his performance go. And a lot of people are questioning that, but that is who he is. He is who he is. The bubble was an out-of-body out of experience to me for Jamal Murray because I still haven't seen that player yet. Yeah, he put a, a 50 ball this year against Cleveland. So that doesn't impress me at all. So, but, but again, that's the only – Miami's really the only team to me who's gotten better. I mean, Chicago, yes, they catapulted themselves. I think they'll be a for-sure playoff team now. But I think that's more of a, a move down the line that, that sets them up as far as their, their future holds. But, but I want to hear who, who, do you, who do you think either got themselves better as far as being in contender championship or contendership or, or just someone, a team that's moved the needle in your eyes? Plain and simple, Miami. Miami's championship ready. LaMarcus just puts them over the edge. If you looked at even last night's game, against Portland, Jimmy Butler and Drazic got rolled out late, and that was a very winnable game still for the Heat. They had the game in their hands. They were up four points, five points with a minute left and ended up losing by four or five points, but it is what it is. They had the game in their hands, so just add in, you know, Victor on that team, bring back Jimmy, bring back Drazic. That team is really a very, very good team. Trevor Reza had a really good game last night. So, you know, they have a lot of pieces. Of course, having too many pieces sometimes can hurt you. Look at the Clippers, but Miami's not the Clippers, and they have a lot of they have a lot more grit. They have a lot more grind to their team. Their team is a team. And um, I know it's crazy to say coming from me, but man, they're the only team. And then the Bulls, like you said, later down the line, but as of right now, they did jump up a couple spots. But those two teams are the only ones that like wowed me in was like, all right, you know, they're here now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like we said, if and, and I, I know a lot of people were, were questioning some teams, why didn't they pull the trigger on Kyle Lowry? There's a few reasons why you don't have to pull the trigger on Kyle Lowry. He's, one, he's 35 years old, said to be an unrestricted free agent. I'm not, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not putting THT in a deal to, I'm not mortgaging the future for now. If I'm, I'm Philly, I think Philly would have been uh, a team that could have pulled the, the trigger on Kyle Lowry only because he's from Philadelphia. I could see him re-signing there. And I thought Toronto could have used those pieces. But again, I don't blame Philadelphia for not putting a Tyrese Maxey in a deal for, for Kyle Lowry. And again, also for Kyle Lowry, and I love Kyle Lowry. I'm a fan of his. I love the type of player he is. He could get hurt at times. So a 35-year-old point guard who's an unrestricted free agent who has a nicks and knacks of injuries, 
I, I don't I don't really blame some teams for really pulling that trigger on that. So so good for some of those teams. I again I thought Philly that would have put that would have put them over the top as far as them being a favorite um, in the Eastern Conference. But I I can understand why they wouldn't do it. So that's understandable. But but yeah, man, a lot of teams they either stayed they either made lateral moves or they kind of just stayed the same where they were. I think Denver again, but Denver, they got to, they got to find some, I think they should have found a better way to, to bolster their backcourt instead of the front court so much. But again, we'll see what, 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 um, what Michael Malone has, has up his sleeve over there. I, I want to be interested to see how, how that works out. And it all starts with can Aaron Gordon stay healthy? Cause if he can't, then, the move was useless, and then you kind of you you kind of lose that trade. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I I don't I don't see what what teams are thinking. Um, especially the Raptors. Like some of the offers they wanted are crazy. I think the Sixers should have made that move, but I can see why they didn't. Um, I don't know though because like I feel like their championship window is closing. I know they're younger, but teams are only getting better and building more around certain guys and they kind of still have the same formula. So I don't know. We didn't talk, excuse me. We didn't talk about Dallas either. Uh, I kind of like the JJ Redick move. I don't know if he wanted to be there. I mean, I know he didn't want to be there, but right. <laughs> you know, they, they get a Seth Curry type player. They get more shooting. He hasn't been good, but the Pelicans aren't good at all. So I can see why he hasn't really been good. Um, I, I, I kind of like that move. Yeah, I definitely like – that was one of the moves that flew under the radar. Like we said, we only went, like, top three or four. If we would have went five, then I probably – I would have mentioned the Dallas deal. But like you said, man, they get back two shooters and and Nico Melli and J.J. Redick. And I think Dallas was smart. They pulled that move, one, improves your shooting, I understand. And you also don't let J.J. JJ Redick walk off the market and just go to a team like Brooklyn. So, again, if he wants to, to earn, his, earn his ring and – let, let him do it the hard way, all right? So I, I don't blame them at all for that move. And, again, he's someone who's going to um, – he's going to space out the floor for Porzingis, for Luca to do his thing. So when, when he's on, J.J. Redick is on. It also does give you a defender, too, that – and when I say defender, I'm not saying he's a top-level defender, but somebody who can play defense and he's not going to be um, a liability on the defensive side for, for Dallas also. So I did like that move as well for them. Yeah, they they could definitely use him, uh, put him on the corner, Luca driving and kicking. So hopefully that works out for them. I feel like they should have made a bigger move, but you know, a little move is better than no move. Yeah, true. Especially when you're in Dallas situation, when you can use any type of any type of piece. If they if, if it's a beneficial piece that can make you better, you go do it. And again, I like the move of them just giving up. They'll give up two second round picks. I'm sure that's what, what David Griffin wanted. Whatever. That's cool. So again, I think that puts them in a good shape though, in order for them to make the, the playoffs or at least stay stay out of the playing round. So we'll see though. Yeah. If the Mavericks go into the playing round, man. I don't know. That'd be nasty. Right. But then again, hey, it's a wild, wild west. I mean, when we look at it right now, they currently sit at seven. So they're currently in there right now. When we look at the top six, you got Utah, Phoenix, 
Clippers, the Lakers, Denver, and Portland, who rounds out your top six. I think the sooner the sooner Drummond gets to LA to the Lakers, hopefully, fingers crossed, you you stay out of that play out playing round from the Lakers standpoint. So again, well, they we'll, can win the next few games. Oh yeah, for sure. They play. I know they play Cleveland. They play and then Cleveland. They play Orlando. Yeah, so those those games are winnable. But for whatever reason, the Magic have had the Lakers numbers. But then again, we're not talking about the same Magic team with a Vucevic and Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier. So, and again, hopefully, hopefully we'll see even Terrence Ross get a buyout. I mean, free T. Ross, man, he don't need to be over there in Orlando. He over there just, just he's just taking up buckets at that point that can be used for 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 a better team. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I said, I don't know why they didn't trade him because now he's their best player, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't see I don't see why a lot of guys didn't move. Like the Kevin Love is still puzzling. Um Kevin Love didn't move. Lonzo didn't move. Yeah, man. That's that was another name that I thought should have should have been on the trade market, Buddy Hill, just because we know Sacramento's definitely gonna move forward. With with um with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, and then also we kept hearing Harrison Barnes' name since the beginning. Of, I feel like since the beginning of the season to be traded, and yet he's still stuck there in Sacramento. But Sacramento is a as a poverty ran franchise, so I, I I can see why they they didn't trade Buddy Hield or Harrison Barnes and didn't bring back any assets for that either. So that didn't surprise me so much either. Yeah, this. <laughs> Drummond, man, he's the key to everything. Once Drummond falls, we'll see how everything else falls. We'll see if other guys get bought out now that, you know, um, they'll have space to go grab somebody else. But it's an arms race for Drummond. I don't I don't think teams should be mad if they don't get Drummond, though, because they should get Boogie. I feel like the Mavs, since they know they're kind of out of the running for the top two guys, they should make a hard push at Boogie and let him know he can get that starting spot. Teams like that, Portland needs to make a hard move at Boogie. Boston definitely needs to make a hard move at Boogie. So it'll be interesting to see. I feel like it's a domino effect after Drummond. Yeah, definitely. We'll see the 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 domino effect of of who goes where once once Drummond makes his decision. So we just got to stay tuned on that one, man. But but for now, man, we can transition real quick. We we got bodies dropping across the league, man. As far as our our MVP race goes, so right now, who who do you see in your top five, or who do you just see at the top of your MVP race race right now? Um, Damian Lillard. You still have um, Embiid and LeBron, but they're not like they're not going to be up there for long. Um, Giannis is annoyingly creeping back up. He could, I can right. see him take. Yeah, I can see him taking it. Uh, Jimmy Butler should be up there, but I don't see a lot of people have him up there. Jokic is up there. Is that five? Yeah, that's five right there. So it looks like Damian Lillard's one, Giannis is two, Jokic is three, Jimmy is four, and I guess LeBron is five right now, and beat is six, or you, you know, interchangeable, or maybe Jimmy. Hasn't cracked top five. And then definitely at seven, which, you know, we shouldn't even get there. But Harden is still 
you know, in some eyes, he's he's top four. So, but that's my this nigga got hard hit at seven. <laughs> That's funny yeah, as hell. Man. He missed a month of basketball. Um, LeBron still hasn't missed a month, so I can't put him over LeBron. And Embiid hasn't missed. He's almost missed a month. He's only missed seven games. So, yeah, Harden, Harden's not there yet. I'm sorry, guys. Who's yours? Yeah. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Um, like you said, uh, the, the, the injuries just recently happened to LeBron. So, if, if, the, season had, if the season ends today – I would I would still give my my vote to Joel and B right now, um, but again with the injuries we'll see we'll see those two slip down. Um, but outside of that, I got like I said, Joel and and LeBron, of course, one or two. We'll put them we'll move them to the side for right now uh, with the injuries, and we'll see the length of of, of how long they miss. Um, right now, I got Dame. You already know I got Dame as my number one. Um, as a as an MVP right now, and I'm I'm glad people are starting to mention his name a little bit more. But of course, it, we we stay two steps ahead of the game over here. So his name's been mentioned over here. It's nothing new. Um, number two on my MVP race, uh, just because of the of the players who are who are healthy right now, I, I I do got James Harden again. And we're talking about in a world where there is no Joel Embiid or or Braun, But if he was in there, if 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 those two were healthy, then James Harden would be at like number four for me. But as of right now, of who we have healthy, who's playing right now, he's my number two for MVP. Um, I will co-sign you on the Jimmy Butler. I think more teams should. I think more people should look at at the success. And when we again, this goes back to what do you judge your MVP on? Um, Jim, Jimmy is definitely in that in that race as far as MVP. So I guess right now, say he's number three for me. Um, at number four, I got Jokic. He's in there just because again, Denver is a top five seed, so I got to throw some respect on that. And and he and one thing about him that we don't mention a lot, he doesn't miss time. And I feel that uh, a a lot, a lot. Of, of course, we all know a lot depends on your availability, but durability is definitely um, a characteristic that we don't that we don't mention a lot when we talk about some of our our favorite players and what they're able to do. And that's why. I also got James Harden ahead of of Jokic as well because he's putting up the numbers and he and I know he just missed the game recently against Utah. So, but besides that, he usually stays healthy overall. He's not someone who misses a lot of time as far as the game of basketball. He's always out there when you need him. So I can respect that as well. But outside of that, those are the only names right now for me that that I'm looking at as an MVP race. Um, especially with the bodies that are healthy. Dame at the top for me. Um, I know Jimmy was a late scratch with James Harden, um, Jimmy, and then Jokic. But when it's all said and done – oh, and then also, too, um, like you said, Giannis is slowly creeping back into that MVP talk. He's he's in the conversation for me. I don't have him ranked right now, but only because I'm someone where, for me, I got to see what you do in the playoffs. I'm waiting for the postseason to come around for Giannis in order for, for him to show me, to, to show the steps that he has taken from last year to this season. Yeah, I mean, only thing I can counter about that is MVP is regular season though. I know you have your personal feelings, but it's regular season. Yeah, I know. And, and Milwaukee's currently on an eight game winning streak too. So salute to that. Um, 
But but again, man, and, and rightfully so, Gian, Giannis has been back on that MVP level. I'll say that. But again, I'm just looking at the totality of things. I, I, I'm looking at from my definition of most valuable player and everything that that's been going on. Dame, Dame, Dame is still at the top of the list for me. Yeah, no, he's for sure is. For sure. Um, but, you know, along with MVPs, we got rookies. So what's up with your rookies? What's your list looking like? Uh, man, I'm, I'm definitely glad we can get to this rookies real quick, man. And I said it the other day. Right now at the top of my list, I got Emmanuel Quickly. And I said this because Emmanuel Quickly is the most slept on rookie across the league. When you're talking about someone who's putting up numbers, official numbers at that, and who's making an impact on winning, I don't see how he's not in, he's not in a lot of top three people's MVP. Uh, I'm sorry, not MVP, but rookie rankings. And I get it. I love I love Anthony Edwards. I love watching Ant Man go out there and play. But yes, he and he's putting up the numbers. But when we're talking about winning and the impact, I don't I don't see. The New York Knicks being all of a top five seed, if you take out Emmanuel quickly and let's say you put Frank Nilakina there or somebody like that. So definitely got to put some more respect on my man's name. Um, at number two, um, I know he just got recently hurt, but again, um, Melo Ball is still up there for me. If the season of the day, he would be the clear cut winner of the MV, of the uh, Rookie of the Year award right now, but. But yeah, that's that's somebody who's number two for me. Number three, I got um, Ant Man, Faux PF, as I like to call him, Faux PF. Ant Anthony Edwards over there, he's number three for me. Um, number four, I got Sadiq Bay, and I got Sadiq Bay over there because again, you you brought to the attention he is putting up numbers over there. He's having a, a solid rookie campaign, and and a lot of people are probably thinking, well, why would he be in your top five? I mean, come on now. Again, we're talking about rookies here. I don't expect him to make the biggest impact in Detroit when it's just really him and Jeremy Grant over there. And then number five, I got Tyrese uh, Halliburton. He's someone who's, who's starting to come back healthy again and starting to put up the numbers. So hopefully we can see him stay on the court, but thus that's the round out my top five rookies, man. I want to know who you, who you got right now in your top five. Well, your fifth is my first right now. Tyrese Halliburton. I think it's his trophy to lose. So I got him at one right now. Just, you know, LaMelo's unhealthy. So um, Hallam Burt has definitely made an impact on the Kings. Um, he's one. I got LaMelo at two. Um, Ant-Man is at three. Quickly is at four and Sadiq Bey is at five. Quickly is moving up, though. Um, the Knicks continue to win. And if he continues to make big shots, He'll definitely round out in the top three and we'll see, you know, LaMelo fall. LaMelo will definitely get um, all first team rookie. But as far yeah, as not worry about that. Yeah, as far as rookie of the year, he may fall out of the top three and quickly could steal that. But I think this is Hallenberg's trophy to lose right now. He's um he's still flying under the radar. He reminds me of um Malcolm Brogdon's rookie year. Just off the rookie year, not like the type of player. Just them right, too falling under the radar and winning. So I could definitely see that. I definitely like that player comp of of the rookie seasons that, that you made with, with Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, for me, yeah, I I can see him winning the rookie of the year now that LaMelo is out for most likely the whole season. For me, 
I just got to see him stay healthy. As long as he can stay healthy, continue to, to make a positive impact on Sacramento, then I can see it right there. Um, again, that's why Emmanuel quickly is just number one for me right now. It's just his impact on the Knicks team, uh, for him hitting big shots, being able to play defense, especially with no Derrick Rose in the lineup. It's a little bit of a more burden to carry on, on the rookie right now. So, so that's why he's really my top right now for me. But overall, I, I can I can see why Tyrese Halliburton would be at the top of your list. Again, like you said, he's someone who's putting up numbers and, and making an impact on on Sacramento right now. They're currently on a three-game winning streak, sitting right outside that that playing round. So we'll see, man. We'll 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 see um what rookies again just continue to to show up and show out in order to 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 give their teams that boost that they need. Yeah, it, man, it's it's fun watching some of these rookies, and quickly is probably the most fun to watch. He does come off the bench, but just watching the next period is fun. And then you add on a you know a young guy that's making big shots. Like I know D Rose was the reason that Austin Rivers didn't play, but quickly was definitely you know in there too. He definitely had an impact and kind of taking Austin Rivers' role and. Austin Rivers was the one making big shots and playing down the stretch. And then out of nowhere, he just wasn't playing and quickly got a couple minutes. They traded for D Rose and now there is no Austin Rivers. So salute to quickly, man. I would like to see him win it, honestly, you know, give Nick some type of hope. That'd be hilarious to see the Knicks finally, you know, get there. Cause it looks like they are going to make the playoffs. I don't see a big drop off right now. Um, shoot. Even them in the buyout market, Maybe we could get a piece or two. Not nothing big, but maybe get a piece and, you know, just let it ride out, whoever wants to play with Tibbs. Yeah, for real. I, I've seen their name being mentioned on the buyout market also as well. So hopefully they'll be able to grab, like you said, just somebody who can who can really change – not really change their roster as far as them making a, a deep playoff run. But then, again, just to keep the Knicks excited, man. We want to see the Knicks win. Um, like we said, Dolan has been in the cut, quiet, letting everybody else run run the show. I hope it stays that way it's because this this Knicks team is fun to watch. If if you haven't watched this Knicks team play, I suggest when if you get a chance, watch them play, man. It's it's definitely a good a good team to watch. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, shoot, the NBA is pretty fun to watch right now. Period. There's a lot of good teams to watch, but Knicks are definitely you know up there. They're, they're definitely top three in my eyes because they play defense. And then they go on runs, man. When, when you watch a, a team go on a run, that's the most fun part about it. And they're definitely a team that, you know, sits, sits down and locks up and then goes on a run. And out of nowhere, they're either up, you know, 10 points or they were down 17 like last night against the Wizards and they come back and win. Yeah, man, I'm so mad the Wizards blew that lead just because of for Brody, but – but hey, salute again to the Knicks. Like I said, we want to we want to see them win, man. And so just to transition from from our rookies, man. Let's let's get into our where our team power rankings are right now, man. So just uh, give me your top ten, man. What you what you think about top ten teams that we got in the league right now? Um, like you said, the Bucks on an eight game winning streak, so they're definitely number one. My number two would have to probably be ah, the Sixers, man. They, they're they 71 without Embiid. Um, Tobias is averaging 24, 8, and then 50% from the three. So 
he's doing his thing. I, I don't know what's up with Ben Simmons, but we, we won't talk about him. But they're at two. Um, at three, we still got um, the Suns. I like what they're doing still. They're 29 and 14, number two in the West. Uh, three games back from Utah, but Utah's, I don't know, they're, they're on and off. So Utah's coming back to earth. Yeah. Brooklyn at four, uh, Utah at five. This is where it gets hard. I got the Clippers at six, Portland at seven, um, Atlanta at, no, I'm sorry, Miami at eight, Atlanta at nine, and then I still have the Knicks in my top ten. Okay, that's a solid top ten. I like that one for sure. Um, yeah, for me, I got the, I, right, hey, but it shows the I want to. It shows how much was the word I'm looking for. The talent, not just the talent, but just the the overall the league of how everybody is playing right now. Because we see in both conferences, there's a lot of tight races going on as far as the playoffs go. So again. We've definitely spoke upon of how we've seen the league now be more at a balanced level as far as competition. I think that's all that's happening right now. Teams are just figuring out his way, trying to scratch and claw their ways through the through the standings and through the season. But um, for number one, like we said, I got I got Milwaukee at the top of my power ranking list right now. Eight-game winning streak. Again, Giannis is playing at that regular season MVP mode right now. So gotta give him respects for that. At number two, um, pretty much again, I got Philly. Um, like you said, seven and one without Joel Embiid, that's huge. Um, I definitely think Ben Simmons can still unlock his game to another level, but we'll get into that another day. Like we said, at number three, I got I got the Utah Jazz. I do got the Utah Jazz at number three, fairly, um, just because the just they they continue. Like you said, I feel that they're coming back to earth. However, they're still when they are on, they're still continue to play well. So, giving their props for that. Number four, I got the Phoenix Suns. Oh, I'm sorry, I got the Brooklyn Nets. I got the Brooklyn Nets at number four. Number five, I got the Phoenix Suns. And those two are just flip-flop for me. I can – I wouldn't really – I can switch either one and be satisfied with it. At number six, again, like we said, I got the Clippers. Clippers are on a nice little one streak right now. Uh, with the trade for, for Rondo, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. At number seven, I got the I got the Portland Trail Blazers at seven for me. At number eight, even though they're on a, a losing streak right now, I got the Atlanta Hawks. They're on just a slight two-game losing streak right now. So, but they've been another team to play well. At number nine, I got I got the Lakers. And the reason why I say I got the Lakers at nine is because I feel that they're they're gonna get it together. Right now, this is – they have a team right now that's constructed that was based upon surrounding yourself, surrounding LeBron and AD with the pieces they need. A lot of people just expect them to come out of their roles and just become game changers right away. And I don't see that just yet. They, they got to find their way. And I think them with these next two games coming up, they'll be able to find their rhythm, gain some confidence. And then also with some help on the way from the buyout market, they'll be able to settle down and, and be okay. And then at number 10, I, another team that's on a loser streak, I got the Miami Heat. Miami Heat, like we said, the trade deadline is, is here and gone now. They're just now dotting their I's and crossing their, crossing their T's within the buyout market. But the, the roster right now, even if they don't add a LaMarcus Aldridge to the roster they have right now, 
this is still a strong roster going forward that I like to see. So I'll, this is a team I don't want to run in against when, when it's all said and done if everybody's healthy from, from Jimmy to Dragic to Victor Oladipo to now you got pieces. Trevor Reza coming off the bench with a Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Miami is definitely a, a deep roster now that a lot of teams got to watch out for. Yeah, no, I'm not. I hate to say it, but Miami's scary again, and they did what they needed to do. I thought Pat Riley was bum faking as well, but he did his thing, and he did it at the last minute. He said, forget Kyle Lowry. Let me go get this. Yeah, man. He said, we ain't the Boston Celtics. We ain't Danny Angel. Over here. I got moves to make trying to win. Yeah, no. I'm actually excited. I kind of want to damn near skip to the playoffs. Man, who you tell? I mean, technically, we, we – in a regular season, we will be approaching playoff time soon. So it, it's definitely you definitely feel that you get that feeling, man. That's that that's coming around right now. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. I mean, you know, the Bucks and Sixers still got you know a good chance to upset one of these teams, but Miami versus Brooklyn, man, I kind of want to see that matchup now. You put Victor on James. Um, of course, you put Jimmy on KD. And then, damn, KD's going to have to, you know, be conditioned. Like, I know we talk about AD and LeBron a lot, but KD hasn't played in a minute. So, we'll see how he comes back. Yeah, for real, man. Like, it's it's to the point, man, where some of these – I know a lot of teams want to take their times with their their star players nowadays and their health. But some of these injuries, I just don't feel like teams are really fully coming out and just letting us know the the whole truth. Like, yeah, we know it's a – they, they tell us it's a hamstring injury, but this has been longer than expected now. For It's definitely been over, like, two months for a hamstring injury. So, But, again, we don't want these players to rush back if they're not less than 100%. So, But like you said, they are going to have to get their, their game legs back and their conditioning back. So hopefully with, they come back soon, but not too soon because when we got our star players in the league, it's, it's definitely the best reality show we got to watch. Yeah, no, nah, that's a fact. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, see who um who pushes out of our top ten or does anybody move up and where do these buy our market guys go? Cause I definitely like we've been talking about all episodes, this is definitely gonna change the season for a lot of people, change some futures. I mean, they're on one year deals, but man, if you're winning with a Lamarcus or you know, a drumming, those guys could resign, man, and who knows what the future holds. Exactly, man. And that's what it's about. We've seen, we've seen what happened with Marquise Morris. Just, I know it's, he's not the big name, but we've seen just his impact and what happened with him. He leaves Detroit Pistons last year, signs to the Lakers in the buyout market, gets him a championship ring and decides he wants to re-up for less money just because he knows that championship feeling, man. So if somebody, when, when, you, when you're somebody like him and some of these players who've made a lot of, like made a lot of money in, in their lives, and I'm not counting their pockets, I don't know the the numbers or whatever they make, but when when you sign a few NBA contracts, I'm sure after a certain while they're not chasing the money that they that they want some jewelry to go on their hands and 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 pretty much everything that they put their blood, sweat, and tears in for, they want something to show for. Yeah, and even you know, even winning for a franchise matters because now let's say the Lakers, you know, he whoever wins, you you have a very important free agency coming up and that can lure in free agents just off you winning and 
the cornerstones you have that helped you win. So it's, it's a lot riding on this bio market and, and this season alone. Yeah, definitely for sure, man. And like we like we already said, man, we we just can't wait for it, man. It's, it's, we can only talk about it so much, but we just let we just gotta let everything play out, man. Just anxiously wait, man. Hopefully by the next time we hop on this pod, we can we have a a, a clear a clear vision of, of what's going down as far as who's going where in, in our league. Sir, only till next time we'll know. Yes, sir. With that being said, man, again, once again, we want to thank everybody. We appreciate you guys for, for tapping in with us, for listening to the podcast, shouting us out, subscribing, everything you guys do, man. We truly appreciate it. Once again, we, we want to protect, support our black women always and forever. We want to continue to push and teach the youth in the right direction, man. And that's all I got to say for right now, man. Lufo, anything you want to give to the people? Yeah, man. Salute to the people. Peace out. Yes, sir. We out. Peace. Click the subscribe button and make sure to follow us on our Instagram page at Ball Never Lie Pod and our Twitter page, BNL underscore podcast.